Ready for the best day of your life? Will former Auburn basketballer and 1986 industrial engineering graduate Gary Godfrey is. Diagnosed with ALS in 2019, the only man Charles Barkley ever feared has spent the past three years preaching positivity with a rare perspective on living life to the fullest, which is what he's been doing every day with the help of his better half, Carol, a fellow 1986 Auburn industrial engineering alum. The latest example? Getting back on a bike in time for the annual Bow Bikes Bama Charity event, courtesy an Auburn Engineering senior design team that raced to build a custom ride for an Auburn man who won't be denied. Well, I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see. It, it looks something like this. You're listening to the Hashtag Getting Podcast, brought to you by Auburn University's Samuel Ginn College of Engineering. Hello out there in podcast land. You've just made the best decision of your day, perhaps your week, maybe your month, hopefully not your life. It might be. Uh, but might hey, be. You never know. Uh, by tuning in to the uh, best podcast in all of higher education, that would be the award-winning Hashtag getting brought to you by the Samuel Ginn College of Engineering's Office of Communications and Marketing, which I serve dutifully as a communications and marketing specialist uh, under the gentle guidance and hand of my co-host, Austin Phillips, director of the aforementioned office, and alongside a brother in the word of spreading communications about the college, Marcus Clutz, the good news of the Ginn. Uh, Marcus Clutz over here. Turning the knobs and breaking hearts once again. Today we are joined by a, a very special guest. Actually, a couple. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A couple of uh, SGs. A special guest. Yep. <laughs> or oh, I thought it was Sam Ginn. See, a, couple, yeah. okay. a couple of Ginn guys. Uh, we have, and gals. Yeah, and yeah. gals. We have uh, Gary and Carol Godfrey. Both 1986 was it industrial and engineering? I mean, industrial systems or just industrial back then? It was then? just industrial yeah. back then. How well, do you feel about the systems? All good with me, man. Okay. The more the merrier. What was in the water back then? Yes. Makes there. us sound smarter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Power couple. Yeah. Industrial and uh, systems engineering grads. Gary, a uh, former basketball star. I think mm-hmm. the statue was in the works. Yep, yep. Right. They, right, they were, right. they were, they were making way. <laughs> and when they did Charles's, they made sure that they had a little plot there next right. to it for the for yeah. the big man. The only, Maybe just for his chair. <laughs> the only, the only, the only man who made Charles Barkley cry on the basketball court. Uh, we uh, bullied him. We'll, we'll have to hear about that that, we, that we've had. But uh, uh, Gary, uh, in 2019, you were diagnosed with ALS and I just we, we, we want to get uh, your story and uh, what that was like uh, how right now you, you've made it your motto to live your best day not your motto everybody's motto you're spreading the word of positivity and good attitudes about life it's affected me I'm, I've been impacted I'm trying by to it. make today my best day. yeah exactly so love that so let's uh, let's what 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 was it like to get that diagnosis First of all, let me talk about what ALS is. ALS, or amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, is a progressive neurodegenerative disease that affects nerve cells in the brain and the spinal cord. 
I am glad my computer is speaking because I cannot pronounce those big words. Basically, it means my brain motor neurons become disconnected from my spinal cord nerves and do not activate my muscles. In less than two years, I went from playing basketball, cycling, playing golf, and water skiing to not being able to use my arms or legs, not being able to swallow food or drink, and not able to breathe or speak without assistance. My brain and heart work well, but I am trapped in my own body. After I heard those words for the first time, I went into problem-solving mode. After all, this is what I did for my clients during my career. However, now I was the client and we just received a diagnosis that had no cure. Not once did I spend any energy on why me or how did this happen in my mind. That is wasted energy. I had a choice. I could spend my energy on fighting or battling ALS or I could focus on living with ALS. I chose the latter. That's when all of my Auburn basketball experiences kicked in. What did I have to do to stay on the court? Probably not the best metaphor since I was not on the court that much <laughs> during my career at Auburn. Or in this case, what do I have to do to live a full life with ALS? To borrow a famous Michael Jackson quote with one slight alteration, I am a liver, not a fighter. As I said earlier, I am not trying to fight ALS. I am not in a battle nor am I angry with ALS. I choose to live with ALS. I have a lot to live for and that keeps me going in a positive manner. I know that God has a plan for me. I believe there is a purpose that God wants me to serve. I believe the purpose is to share how important today is and trying to make a difference in this world we live in. Make today your best day. When you are facing a terminal disease, there comes a clarity on how important each day is. You cannot change yesterday, and tomorrow is not guaranteed. So, each day is a blessing. I did not understand that when I was caught up in trying to find success and busy with the things that don't matter in the long run. I have realized how much joy there is having a positive impact on someone or something each day. Therefore, I try to make each day my best day yet. My best days are when I can make a difference in someone's life. As I said earlier, I believe that is the purpose God wants me to serve. I want to share my message to everyone I can reach. Make today your best day yet. Amen. Wow. Yeah. For sure. You know. And uh, maybe a best day now to be on the Gin Podcast. How fun uh, is it's that? It's got to be. This, it has to be it's, your uh, best day ever. I mean, for so day, many yeah. people, this has been it. So. Well, and uh, talk about reaching people. I know this Bo Jackson, he's got a big name, but it's you know it's not the Ginning Podcast. So mm -hmm. we're going to reach a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good well, luck, the basketball. Uh, I know engineering is important. But I gotta, I've got to know about the basketball. Uh, you know, you played with Charles Barkley, um, legendary Sonny Smith. Um, you know, what was that experience like? And um, just how satisfying has it been for you personally, uh, especially these last couple of years of seeing what uh, Coach has done with this program and where this program is going? When I arrived for my freshman year, I decided to try and walk on for the basketball team. 
I wanted to know if I was good enough to play for the Auburn Tigers in Division I basketball. If I never went out for the team, I would have never known whether I was good enough. Well, let me describe my playing days with a little humor. Charles and I scored over 1,200 points for Auburn. I scored three points and Charles scored the rest. <laughs> if Charles did not leave school early for the NBA, we would have scored a lot more points. Heck, you might have scored four. was a great coach for us. However, I believe he should have played me more. Because every time I played, we usually won in by a big margin. Well, in all seriousness, I enjoyed everything about my playing days at Auburn. I am proud of what we accomplished. I am proud to be part of the first team to go to the Sweet 16 in the Elite Eight. Charles was a great teammate and a special player. Charles and I had our fair share of battles in practice. He would say I beat the H-E double hockey sticks out of him. <laughs> Just imagine this scrawny 190-pound kid beating up the round mound of rebound. <laughs> In all truthfulness, I was very, very physical with Charles. Charles gives me a lot of credit for helping him get to the NBA, but he had so much talent and determination. He got there on his own. Coach Sonny Smith was a great coach at Auburn. Sonny does not get enough credit for putting Auburn basketball on the map. His practices were very intense and physical. We were not going to be out-muscled in a game. Sonny had a unique ability to be yelling at you and be funny at the same time. He always appreciated humor. There was a practice after a huge loss where we were warming up and goofing around, shooting goofy shots. Then Sonny came in and said, how many times do I have to say practice the shots you will shoot in the game? That is when I grabbed a couple of balls and headed to the bench, <laughs> sat down in my usual spot and started shooting. I learned so much from Sonny that I applied in my business career. One more story about Sonny. There was a game where we were up by 30 points when my fraternity brothers started chanting, we want Gary, we want Gary. The rest of the crowd joined in, and it started to get really loud in the old Coliseum. Finally, Sonny yells to me, Gary, come here. I am waiting for him to give me instructions like we are in his own defense. Don't foul anybody. That is when Sonny turns to me and says, go up into the stands and see what they want. <laughs> now, if that doesn't Boy. describe some Lambda Chi guys, <laughs> I don't know what does. Oh, Lambda right, Marcus? Kai? Yeah, Lambda oh, Chi. They'll see you. Uh-huh. One of the funnier ones that Gary and Charles were talking one time, and uh, Charles was like, Gary, you know, I used to tell you, dang, it's just practice. It's just practice. And Gary said, hey, Chuck, you know, you, you can't foul out of practice, buddy. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, there's, I found a picture, actually, and I think the uh, Montgomery Advertiser or something. Yeah. And, it, and it's Gary going up against uh, Chuck at the rim. Ooh. And, uh, I mean, it looks like Gary's going to win the battle. I'm going to say he did. Yeah. No, oh, no definitely. Well, you no, know. I got to print it out. I need to I need to give that to y'all. Oh, love awesome. that. Love that. That'd be great. So, again, basketball important but uh auburn engineering is why we're here so gary um just tell us a little bit about why did you choose auburn and then why did you choose engineering on top of that i am originally from north pop beach in south florida i did not know anything about auburn when i showed up unannounced for a campus visit i was interested in the college of engineering 
basketball was not even a consideration during my visit. I fell in love with the campus and the family atmosphere. My father was an engineer. I was always good at math. So, I steered towards engineering. I chose industrial engineering because when it was time to declare a major, I had an industrial engineering class on my <laughs> schedule. So, I chose IE. And the rest is history. Seemed like that, a good that's, choice. That's honestly what I did. I had more religion <laughs> classes. I was like, okay, philosophy, I guess. That'll work. Well, I thought yours was once you were finally here long enough, it was... Well, they did point and just said you're graduating. You're graduating, you know, but, you, we're, I mean, and we're going to assign you this. I one. haven't checked with the birth, the registrar or anything. It may not be legit. They did call, but uh, anyway, hopefully that doesn't matter. Okay, so speaking of falling in love, uh, <laughs> finally falling in love with the campus. Now, the way I heard it is it was like the first day of school, yes. and uh, you saw this uh, – Six eight man walking across <laughs> Sanford Lawn and proposed to him or something because oh, y'all no. was that how it, was that how uh, it went? Well, the answer to that would be uh, no. Uh, <laughs> we actually did meet our first day in college. You, so met, you met your first did. day. We very met our very first day. Gary and I were good friends for quite a long time, but we met out on you know out in the old Magnolia area and out in that quad area, and um, you know everybody's parents had just pulled out, and Gary was from South Florida, I was from Kentucky, and. So we didn't have a whole bunch of friends here. So people were out playing football, actually. And and uh, I said a girlfriend of mine, I'm like, let's go, let's go play. And uh, we met then and remained friends for a long, long time. Rock and roll. But then, so, and I guess took it to the next level. Carol and I met the first day we were on campus. It was not a fell in love at the first sight kind of story. We were great friends throughout our time at Auburn. It was about five years after we graduated when we started to date. Who was the better student? Let's put it this way. We both started at the same time. We both studied industrial engineering. And who graduated earlier? I did. Oh, come on, Godfrey. Really? How much earlier? Like not. He just he's like he's like, like, like the name getting called. Yeah, out. I, I think that, that probably. That, is is. That, well, she would have been before him then because it easily would have gone before Elsa the G's. Carol, yeah, Elsa, yeah. Hey, I would have graduated before you. Gary, yeah. <laughs> you're lying all over the place. Well, this is great. Five years. What took? I mean, five years. What took so long? What took so long? Yeah. You know, the, it, things are just meant to be what they are. We were really good friends in school, and uh, Gary and I shared a lot of classes and things like that. He likes to joke that I stole his co-op job. You've heard that story. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, he lied about the graduation thing earlier. So. I know, I know. <laughs> so knows, um, things like that. True. And then uh, Gary went to work for Frito-Lay out in Dallas, Texas, and I went. So he made chips, and I made chow. <laughs> and I, I went to work for Purina and uh, made ch- chow. And uh, then he moved back to Atlanta and we caught back up and uh, decided that, you know, all things Auburn would be good. And we've, we've taken off since there. So we became the Godfrey's after that. Well, if you were making the salt and vinegar chips, that's pretty much the same thing, isn't it? Excuse, I know. I know you, don't you don't like, like the salt and vinegar? No, Heck that's no. chow. I, I that's am, chow. I'm with Austin, man. I can't eat that. <laughs> really? I, I can't even sit next to him when he eats I them. I can smell I them. can't smell them. Don't, don't pop the bag. You uh-uh, don't want it. Uh-uh. <laughs> well, the, the career-wise, so you, you started at Frito-Lay, and then in supply chain, logistics, and Accenture. And then, and then Accenture yeah, for, yeah. I mean, the, the career uh, is kind of off the charts, and... Uh, yeah. But so Gary did that, and uh, so he was on the supply chain side. I did the manufacturing side. Did so the manu- 
We used to joke all the time, and ultimately, uh, when I was at Southwire and I took a role in, in logistics, I told my our CEO at the time, I said, "The good part is we're getting a free consultant." There you I, go. You know, yeah. I have dinner yeah. with this free consultant every night, so we're getting the Accenture Consulting for free. <laughs> Cost awesome. me a little bit, but yeah. you know, <laughs> right, right. Hopefully, got it. So what? Good. What right now? What is I guess an average day like? I mean, I, the voice system, the you know, the way that we're that you're communicating is to me, I don't know, it, it's so fascinating. It it's so is. robust. It's, amazing. it's uh, and, and we course, talked about, we, you know, we've talked about this with Walt. Walt Waltos, yeah. early podcast guest. Yes. yes. Uh, word on the street, develop the underlying technology that makes this possible yeah. with the ocular. Is that what we call it? Or, yeah. So uh, Gary uses a device that um, is based on the, the technology that Walt developed back when his mother-in-law had ALS and uh, it tracks Gary's eyes, since Gary can't use uh, his hands, it, he, it tracks his eyes like it would your mouse on your computer. So his eyes are his mouse, and he can pretty much type and do all that kind of stuff. He can also, by the way, order off the Internet. Too. So <laughs> internet ordering is a big dang deal. Yeah, I can in our see a house. prime man when I yeah, yeah when I know yeah, a prime yeah. man when I see one. So he can do all that, but but Walt developed it because his mother in law yeah. uh, was having trouble with an ALS. Awesome story and then Stephen Hawking's right, folks right, right, I guess reached right. out, which is just a yeah amazing. So to, to have have something like that come full circle and then with podcast wise, look yeah. at that man. This is <laughs> I don't think there is an average day when you have ALS. In the morning, I usually do some breathing treatments. Then Carol and the wonderful caregiver helps me get up and do the typical things one would do getting ready. They have to dress me and do some stretching. I am then ready to take on the day. Typically, I am using my computer to interact with the world. I use social media, email, and texting to communicate. Without my computer, I would be in a world of hurt. Let me pause here to say that I am truly blessed to have Carol in my life. Carol has been my rock. Everything, I mean everything, falls on her shoulders. I am not sure what I would do on this ALS journey without Carol. We are blessed to have five amazing caregivers who take care of me each day and give some relief to Carol. Now back to your question about my computer. I am using a computer that allows me to use my eyes instead of a mouse. My iGaze computer helps me stay connected with the world and to communicate. The voice you hear is my original voice, only digitized. Before I lost my ability to speak, I used a voice banking service to produce my digital voice. The underlying technology was developed by Auburn's own Walt Woltos. He developed the technology for his mother-in-law. Walt also worked with Stephen Hawking on his technology. The Auburn reach is truly amazing. We have been so blessed by the Auburn family. For that, we are truly grateful. Yeah, that that it's your own voice. Ah. That it's your, That's amazing. I mean, uh, I thought about that when uh, with Carl Stevens. Up in the, uh, you know, having the announcer. Not that um, Rick Smith hasn't done a, a great job following up. I almost thought Rick. I mean, that it, it was sounds a, like the uh, same. No, but it's it amazing. Yeah, I mean, he does. He sounds. He like sounds Carl. just like Carl. But I was wondering. I was like, I wonder if we could just get him to read every word in the dictionary. You actually don't even need to. You just when Gary did his voice off, they have like um, these phrases, and they are almost nonsensical. But they're choosing words and they're learning your tone and tonation. So it might really? be something like the pink flamingo um 
you know, stared at the wall or something. I mean, it's, it, they're nonsensical. And then that's what and they used to do as well. So he didn't have to just say every, every word. No. Oh, and then the lovely part for all of us who know Gary is his voice. Like we get to, we get to hear his voice. So it's, it's so just cool. lovely. So, cool. so it's, he can also change it though on his computer. So he can sound like a, um, you know, a 13 year old British girl. If you... <laughs> like, oh, I, oh, I it's got old it. Siri. <laughs> oh, we got it. He can go Siri on you, which is we, very funny. We, the Siri I have right we, now is my favorite. <laughs> like whenever it's a, it's a guy. Oh, okay. And whenever I tell him, you know, Hey, remind me to do this. He'll just go, Okay. <laughs> so sometimes I'm like, did he really get that? Or is he just playing with me? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, let's get to the, to the meat of why we're here. Yeah. The big event, uh, Bow Bikes Bama, um, participating in that. So Gary, why has it been a goal and why has it been important for you to, uh, cause you had, you had participated in this before. So why is it uh, important for you to participate in Bow Bikes Bama this year? I rode in Bow Bikes Bama a few times before my ALS diagnosis. I read about a man from Colorado named Mike Simbura. Mike was an avid cyclist before he was diagnosed with ALS. He didn't let ALS prevent him from riding. Mike teamed with Zach Yendra who built Mike a bike that could accommodate Mike's needs and still go up to 60 mph through the Colorado mountains. Mike inspired me to do the same thing for both bikes, Emma, although not at 60 mph. It was an opportunity for me to continue to participate in this great cause, as well as to raise awareness for ALS and the need to find cures and new treatments. And it was an opportunity for me to feel the wind in my face again. Do we have a, a name for the uh, for the bike yet? Because I've we've been down there, Marcus and I, and we. I mean, the the amazing thing it looks like uh, it's kind of the resembles a spider trike. Uh, the yeah. the design. Uh, there's two wheels. There's one in the back, and and then uh, your friend Chuck, I believe, Chuck's uh, gonna, a former Chuck or an gonna, avid cyclist, yeah. with you is going to be uh, the man behind the handlebars, and uh, but it's just the the whole build of it has just been fascinating to to watch. The build, yeah. So maybe what didn't come out here is that this is a senior design project, right, right. for um, the mechanical engineering students. And when you meet these students, you are just buoyed up by what this college does. It just affords these students the opportunity to really become the designers and the engineers that they want to be. So they built Gary this bike. And we jokingly, you, you know, we, we've been calling it the big ass bike because <laughs> it's it's big. And uh, Gary's six foot eight and weighs about 300 pounds. So he couldn't ride some little mini trike or something like that. So we've been calling it the big ass bike. But um, that's a good that, thing. Yeah. Well, we'll see later on today. We're going to take a, another ride out on it and be super excited about uh, getting out there and riding in bow bikes. I told him when we were when we were coming in, I was like, I got to ask you the name of the bike because it, it cracked me up the other day. I call it the big ass bike for a big ass man. <laughs> <laughs> well, something I love about this whole story <laughs> is. Uh, you know, I've really gotten to know Carol over the last eight years um, of working with development, working with our alumni, and I know how involved Carol and Gary have been in terms of giving back their time, talent, and treasure to this college um, to ensure that our future graduates have the same experience, if not better than they did. 
And so for this project, for not only it to be a, a student-led you know, project that's service-oriented, but then we raised money from alumni through Tiger Giving Day to support this project. Um, it, it's just a full circle to me of kind of, uh, of their spirit, what they've done, and here is everybody else rallying around them for once, where they've rallied around us for so long. Um, just that, just that full circle of this whole project. I love it. I absolutely love it. And the, to see just the 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 light in the students' eyes as they are working on this is is what is why we came back to help in the college too, is to to, to let those students just take off. Well, and like you said to me about the just. You know, not just the engineering part of that. that. That takes care of itself of all the other deadlines and, you know, just specifications. Yeah. And, and we've got to hit these marks. Uh, and those are those are vital life lessons that they're learning here that's going to really serve them well in the coming years as they get out in the real world. It's been fun, too, for them because they've gotten to ask us some questions. Well, through the design part, you know, what, it, what, what kind of knowledge, what will we share with them? The engineering students kept me up to speed on the bike build. I was very excited to see the final product. I am very grateful to all the students and faculty for helping me feel the wind in my face again. It was truly amazing to watch these students in action. It has been. And I, just to see this whole thing come to fruition has been amazing. And we're going. everybody's going to read about this, too, in our upcoming magazine. No, yeah. a great story, great videos. No, yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, all kind of great stuff. And, 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 and the, some of the uh, celebrity, uh, we'll get some Oh, yeah. We're going to do a little yeah. celeb ride beforehand. So yeah. when the yeah. videos come out, might have that in it. So Coach Harson's going to ride That's Gary, right. which is kind of cool. Gary and uh, Ron Anders, who's the mayor of Auburn, right, were friends right. in college. So That's they're going to ride. And then our, our very president own president-elect and Dean. Former Dean Chris Roberts is going to ride Gary before the ride. So um, those guys are going to get to feel the wind in their face as they're trying to push Gary uh, along on the concourse. So that'll Love be fun. It. Love it. Yeah, no, it's going to be great. So, Gary, what do you hope current and future Auburn engineers take away from this journey? I am not sure. I guess we want to people to take away the importance of giving back and investing in the future of all burn engineers. We are so grateful for our Auburn engineering degrees and the resulting careers we enjoyed. I am very grateful to the Auburn engineering students who helped build my bike. I am always amazed at the caliber of the Auburn engineering students. Their energy is infectious. This project was challenging. Designing for a 6 foot 8 inch 290 pound man with ALS does complicate the bike design. The students fully embraced the challenge. I hope their experiences will help prepare them for the start of their careers. I am also grateful to the Auburn Engineering faculty for their support on this project. It takes a village to provide the help I need to get ready for the ride. There are so many friends who have given their time for getting a guy ready for boat bikes, Emma. For that, I am truly grateful. Right. You have Kyle Schulze. And uh, Jordan Roberts um, uh, down there supervising things, but it Team has been, students, yeah, you know. and it has been amazing to to watch the time crunch they were under. I think they had two semesters, and they just rose to the challenge, working a lot of Domino's pizza boxes scattered around that place. So uh, anyway, it was great to see, and it came came together. Great. So so that's great. awesome, Gary Carroll. Can't thank you enough for making the time to join us before this big thing. 
And uh, I don't know. So we're we're at the very the start of this uh, this great weekend that's coming up here. I know. I'm pretty honored. Gonna be gonna be exciting one. Big yeah. one. It's gonna be well, ordered gonna great be, weather. It's gonna be a yeah. Great I know. Gonna be a best day for that's sure. Amen. Amen. Okay. Oh, Gary, we got to hear it. So I know you got it. I'm talking not the short one. I want the long one. Long one, Gary. Student driver, watch out. <laughs> war, 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 war eagle. <laughs> war eagle. War I love eagle. it. War eagle. 